friends welcome back welcome back to the board game review room this is a podcast all about reviewing board games which is why it's called a board game review room i i am paco garcia now uh, yes i i am a bit mental and i have with me somebody else today rules don't get learned if i'm not here correct michael chamberlain correct indeed our, our, our very own rules lawyer uh, and rules master uh, anyway friends Today is a very special day for me because I've been looking forward to playing this game for months and months and months. We're going to have a go at Serpent's Tongue, which I think, without having taken a proper look at the rules because that's Michael's job, it looks like one of the most difficult to learn games ever. Yeah, this is a lifestyle game from the look of it. <laughs> For those who are familiar with Magic the Gathering, there's occasions where you think the rules to this are really hard. Thank God there was someone to teach me the simple stuff to begin with. I really wish I had that right now. <laughs> I really wish there was someone else who taught me the simple stuff to this to begin with, because trying to learn this is like trying to learn magic from the comprehensive rules. It just feels impenetrable. But we found some walkthroughs. We're going to give it a go. Mm. And yeah, as he says, Paco has been squealing and drooling over this game since it came back from S and, and if it had gone another week without being played, I think it's fair to say that lives were at risk. I would have been curled in a ball and crying like a baby. Yes. Okay. Um, friends, this game is all about you becoming a Magi, mastering the language of magic and either fighting with other wizards to actually obliterate them with your magic or playing cooperatively and uh, playing towards a goal of, of killing or destroying some sort of uh, magical creature. Yes. In order to do that, you have spells and most importantly, you actually have a language. Every spell comes with a diagram that corresponds with a glyph of sorts and every part and chunk of the glyph corresponds with either a letter or with uh, a syllab and you have to form the spells, com words basically, you have to say them and you have to memorize them together with a somatic component. That's not easy. <laughs> hey children, have you ever fancied learning another language when your character's life depends on it? Now is your chance. Indeed. Let's go into the production before we jump into uh, playing the game and deciding whether we like it or not. I am going to say this is possibly the most beautifully produced game I have ever seen. I'm not going to argue with you. Anything that comes with leather-bound codices for putting your spells in is definitely a step up. I absolutely adore the production of this game. Uh, friends, although there will be some photographs in the show notes, but just to let you know, we have here literally two um, ring-bound... Um, blocks or paths in which well they're, they're leatherette i don't think this i think this is plastic i don't think this is real leather is it I, I wouldn't know where to start looking i'm a complete philistine you know that packer let's assume that these people are vegan friendly and this is plastic and not leather but it looks very much like leather it, does. it looks amazing yes. uh, inside you get space to have your spell cards and they're basically plastic pouches and inside the pouches you get uh, a little page that held that hold the, the spell card itself meaning you can get a spell card on each side of the page the spell cards are nearly a5 
they're very big and the artwork is just stunning absolutely stunning in every single one of these cards and there are a lot of these cards there are a huge number um paco has mentioned that in the corner of each we've got the icon language wheel the glyphs whatever you want to try and describe this thing as you've got maybe i'd say what possibly a twelfth of this card is dedicated to a diagram to get you to say the comp the name of the spell yes. to cast it on the easiest of these it's very very pleasant hmm. you've got maybe three points on this wheel and you're going to be using a simplified one so you're not even trying to build a word you're just coming out with three little bits of a word yes. to say it when you get up to the level four spell <laughs> the wheel is gone there is no diagram to help you anymore. You just have the letters of this language. And God help you if you don't know it, I think. Correct. Um, because you're, you're meant to say the words. You're meant to remember what each spell is like. I mean, I haven't counted, but how many spell cards you reckon there are here? Must be a hundred at least. You could tell me it was a hundred and I wouldn't question it. Yeah. There's lots. There's lots and lots of them. And considering I think you can only have, is it 27? in your codex mm -hmm. so there's two players you're dealing with maybe 54 of them even if you're both fully ramming your codex with all the spells you can there are still going to be more besides that weren't picked correct absolutely correct uh, but this is not everything that comes with the game um, a little wheel counter strange thing that allows you to check on and keep track of your resonance your harmony and your essence, essence uh, which are the three magical measures you know um, how much magic every spell costs and how it um, aligns you or disaligns you in harmonic way with the universe and how healthy you are very nice counter yes yes that's definitely a nice piece of kit to go with it considering that could have just been four dice yes that would have done the job that's really nicely done but talking about dice we have a bit of a problem with this. I mean, not everything in this game is perfect. No. Um, a D10 comes with a game, which is uh, used to determine initiative and, and many other things. But there are points in the game where you need two D10s if your harmony goes below negative seven. Mm -hmm. And I think again at negative 17, you're going to be rolling a pair of these. And on certain scores, you're going to lose a lot of health. Correct. Rolling a pair of them is quite tricky on one. Yep. Exactly. Certainly doing it simultaneously is impossible. <laughs> yes. So it, it, it is missing that a little bit. Uh, it comes with a jewel. Yep, which we're hoping to find out exactly what it fulfills. Yep, indeed. And a fair number of chits. Good quality, well-printed chits. Yes, very nice print quality on them. I'd say exceptional print quality. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that we also found with this, and um, I'm trying to make excuses for it, but I don't think I've been very successful, is that the box doesn't come with any kind of inserts. It's just a box where you put all your chits, your, your everything. So everything becomes very muddled and uh, chaotically disarranged inside the box, which, which is a shame. Well, certainly, if you're going to go to the effort of creating a game so beautifully produced, the counters are amazing. The card art is brilliant. Mm. Even if all the cards were in the codexes, as we've said, you know, if you've got it set up for your favourite two-player setup, there are still going to be cards loose. Mm. I'd like to think a game this quality, more thought would be going into protecting that, you know, making sure it stays looking beautiful. Yes. It's unfortunate. 
it, it is a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm guessing they run out of money before they could do something about it. I, I don't know. It's, it's a minor flaw, I have to it say. I, I, I wouldn't. The, the lack of an insert would not stop me from from buying this game, um, which is surprisingly not all that expensive. This uh, luxury edition version that we have here is about eighty five dollars, which is not too bad. For the look of the thing, that's impressive. Yeah, and you know, if you're going to make this the lifestyle game, it looks like. Perhaps the theory is that you'll take the codexes out of the box and they'll go on a shelf and mm. suddenly there's tons of space in the box and you can sort out whatever storage inside there you'd like. I mean, correct. as you say, there may well be really solid reasons. Yes. Oh, something we forgot to mention is this game is by Unbound Games. It is. Oh, and it comes with a little egg timer. Is this their trademark? Do all their games come with egg timers? I have no idea. If they don't, well, perhaps we're starting a trend here. Yeah. Because it's cool. I like egg timer. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Um, the rule book, by the way, beautifully laid out. Just like everything else in this game is beautifully laid out. The printing is not as good in the book as it is in the cards. Um, the, the photographs come a little bit too dark. But other than that... Yeah, I mean, the issue I had with the rule book was quite simply that if you're going to try and learn the game from this book, it's very hard to picture it as... A living, breathing, played game mm. compared to the rule book. And my comparison to Magic stands. Mm -hmm. This is the game where if you've got anyone around you who knows how to play it, you're in a far better position for learning how to play this game. I am inclined to believe that because it seems to be a huge amount to this game. Like, seriously, a lot to it. So um, I say, why don't we have a go and see what happens? Yes. I'm almost speechless with this game. I'm not surprised. We've got glasses of water on the table <laughs> and my throat's sore. Listeners, if you're going to play this game, even for a first time, have water on hand. Yes. You're going to be using your voice a lot. Uh, I know that's kind of self-explanatory. Hmm. But yeah, you want drinks for this one. Yes. Um, listeners, we have um, literally just gone through the walkthrough to learn the basics of how to play the game. And uh, I, I have to say, I am really, really enthralled with this. Absolutely fascinated. I can tell you aren't, though. I feel that this game takes an awful lot more commitment to it than I'm going to be able to offer it. Wow, this is the perfect game for the casual gamer who wants to learn something in about 20 minutes and play it from time to time. No. No, it's not. <laughs> at all. It's not. This is a lifestyle game. If you're going to play this, you want to find the one person who is a passionate and obsessive about it as you. Yes, I would definitely go with that. There is so much to this game; it's insane. Yes, and we didn't even get the walkthrough. Doesn't even go through the hand gestures. Hmm. I mean, we messed around with it and <laughs> a few jokes as well that were. Fairly obvious that I'm sure certain people have got to first. <laughs> but we skimmed the surface. Mm. We didn't look at the levelling up. The walkthrough didn't take us through 
harmony in a player versus player setting. We know a bit about it and we can see how you really don't want to mess up pronouncing your spells because if you get to that minus seven, you really can't afford to lose three health in this game mm. just because you can't pronounce the words properly. I mean, both of us made the mistake of starting at the wrong end of the glyph Yes. during this. It's a deep game. It wants a lot of commitment. But there is pleasure in it. Yeah, I, I seriously, I have I have enjoyed it quite a lot. I enjoy a lot um, the the deck building aspect to the game. I, I think that is really sweet. Um, the way that you, you can choose your spells and then combine them in many ways and then cast them so you can then recover them from the graveyard or the discard pile or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I reckon as well that the um, the learning curve is not as steep as I thought it was going to be. Considering these were the, the level one spells, hmm. yeah, okay. On the level one spells, it wasn't as extreme. But by the time you're going down to rather than these little naming the letters, basically, yeah. to going to building words... I imagine it gets harder, but that is just me imagining it. This game being in the board game review room, I think we've got it in the wrong room. You're right. I think this is one that gamers are going to be lukewarm on. Hmm. Role players yes. are going to roll over and beg for this. Yeah. And certainly a really clever dungeon master and a willing group of players will just be able to take this stuff and blend it into a role-play environment. Yeah, you know, I think you are absolutely right with this one. Completely right. Um, friends, if you think about this game um, and cast your memory, or if you have played uh, Dungeons & Dragons, where you have Vancian magic, and you memorize your spells, and when you cast them, you forget them, and then you have to re-prepare them. And in order to do that, you either have to meditate, or you have to sleep, and you have to pray and study depending whether you are a, a cleric or, or a wizard. This works very, very much like a reality of those spells. You have your verbal component, you have your somatic component, and some of the spells will give you some sort of material component in the, in the shape of durability chits or karma points. Or even needing a material component to cast them. Correct. So the, the whole thing is very, very much there. And going from level one spells that we have played with, going to level two, three, and four, that reflects really well the complexity of actually casting a real spell. Well, I say real in brackets, of course, in, in a role-playing game. So the, how it can blend, I think, Michael, you said earlier that this is more LARPing than actually is gaming, and you're so, so damn right. Yeah, I, it's not for me, but by gods, I can see an audience for this one. Mm. Really enjoyable. I mean, I wish that it was light enough that I could say, yeah, that was fun. Let's do it again sometime. But if you're going to go out and find the gaming partner, probably amongst your role-playing friends, as mm. it were, to play this with, by the time I sit down across this table with it, you next, well, with any luck, it'll be easier to learn because you'll be able to teach me it. But yes. that aside, you are going to wipe the floor with me that is that is true and, and I think I'm, I'm not going to say it's a flaw of the game it's something that I would expect it to come with it 
this is this has a chess effect if you play against a very experienced player you may win just don't expect to I think you'll learn more by being taken to pieces but wins pushing it yeah exactly uh, it, it's from that point of view if you're very very competitive which is why gamers probably will find it a little bit more difficult to deal with I have read somewhere in all the stuff reading trying to get to grips with this about tournament rules that would be so that's an cool. interesting concept yes tournament can you imagine a room full of people bellowing spells at each other and making mm. these hand gestures across the table <laughs> each... <laughs> listeners you thought Magic the Gathering looked intimidating to walk into well <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing you're going to get threatened by the church this is closer to cult activity <laughs> than magic or D&D ever were that would be fantastic the other thing I would say about this game I think hopefully they will come up with some expansions because there's definitely room for more spells yeah, yeah I, I can't see how there would ever be any limit in fact correct but on the other hand there are so much to these spells the way that they work together you know when you have two bonded spells or the, the karmic points that sort of thing there's so many ways to combine this that if they began to bring out expansion after expansion after expansion very close to each other i think it would be so overwhelming that people wouldn't bother with them anymore yeah yeah there's definitely a very fine line i mean if the tournament scene were to do really well and explode for this then maybe there'd be a market for it mm. but it's a watch and see game with this one. It's either going to be massive or it's just going to totally miss the mark for so many people. And I don't think we're going to see two out of two gamers approve on this one. I think this is more a case of one out of one role players. <laughs> Love this one. Yes. Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chamberlain with help from Paco Garcia. The music has been composed by Kevin City. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at GMS Magazine and we are on Facebook and Google Plus and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes and please do give us a review and a rating, it is truly appreciated. For more quality shows, listen to our other rooms, the RPG room, the board game room and the interview rooms. But, until next time, let the games continue.